today on the program. I'm going home to sleep with my wife. It's Clue. I did that just for you, Brandon. Yeah. Thank you. I last, appreciate it. Last week, you you got on me about my boring hellos. I just kind of missed it. Yeah. So you I'm know? trying to bring it back for you. Yeah. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Nick. Joining me, as always, are the lead pipe and candlestick to my study, Lois and Brandon. I guess are man. you trying to make me look stupid in front of the other guests? You don't need any help from me, sir. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm excited for this episode. Joining us again here in the studios, Elise, friend Hi guys. of the show. Yeah. You missed me. I Welcome know back. it. It's been you, seven days. Been forever. Yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly seven days, yeah. Uh, as we said up top, today we are talking about Clue from 1985. We're really stuck in the 80s lately. You are. Ain't nothing I, wrong with that. Yeah. Some great stuff came out of the 80s, including so, yeah. me. That's right. Including me. <laughs> um, all of us are out from the 80s. Yes, we're all 80s. Uh, directed by Jonathan Lynn, his directorial debut. This is the first thing this guy ever directed. That's amazing. He's a rock star. Uh, he also directed Nuns on the Run with Eric Idle. Uh, my Cousin Vinny, which is <gasps> really one no, of the greatest no, ever. In the rewatch? Of course, yes, that's yeah, definitely in the like rewatch. Uh, the Distinguished Gentleman with Eddie Murphy, Whole Nine Yards with Bruce Willis. Nice. Yeah, this guy's this guy's a big hitter right he's, here. He's killing uh, it. Written, it all started with Clue? It all started with Clue. Wow. Right uh, out of the gate. Written by John Landis, who uh, we've talked about before with Blues Brothers, Animal House, all that. Okay. Uh, and also, director... Jonathan Lynn helped write this. Okay. Keeping okay. up with our general theme of director-writers. Well, you know. At least he had a hand in it. I mean, I feel a lot of directors are pretty hands-on in the creation of it, so... The- I did a couple rewrites I, I, I credited rewrites on this, you know. I wanted to make sure... Like, we need to put a fucking maid in there, make sure titties just are popping out all over the place. <laughs> you know, I love titties. <laughs> I love them titties. <laughs> Who done? Titties and beer. <laughs> Great big titties in my beer. No, you don't know the song, Rodney Carrington, Titties and Beer song? Yeah. I like it already, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on board with the theme of this yeah. song. That's pretty much the whole thing. Right on. Hunting three-legged deer. Anyway, uh, so it's weird that we can't get a goddamn video game adaptation worth a shit, ever. But How many possibilities are there? I mean, Mario Brothers was terrible. Double Dragon was terrible. Both Mortal Kombat's were terrible. Street Fighter was terrible. Final Fantasy I never saw, so I don't know, nor did I ever play the games. Like, But it takes hours to finish those games. Okay, but they already have a storyline for you. This is a board game where... Yeah, you, but how long can the storyline go for? Like, can you play this, like, for hours? Or, like, it takes 30 minutes to play one game of Clue? Depends on how good of a sleuth you are. But there's only one death in Clue, and it's already happened before you start the game. It's definitely not ongoing like this. Right. I just find it funny that in the 80s, before we really started making adaptations out of shit, like it comes out and knocks it out of the park right out of fucking right away. And then all these successful video games that have a story built in ready to go for you and you yeah. fuck it up. They can't get it. It's uh, pretty crazy to me. Um, so we get this old, old school Paramount logo, although I guess it's 85. So 
That is old school. That's pretty old school. Mm-hmm. And then it sounds like I even had to look this up because the music to start sounds like fucking Danny Elfman. Everything Elfman's ever. Right. But no, it's a guy named John Morris did the music for right, this. Right. Because it does sound. Uh, it does like, definitely it's, sounds like. It's it. like this. this. It, it, it's got an Elfman that's, feel. That's Danny Elfman all over it. So I wonder if John Morris is a big influence of Danny Elfman. Perhaps. Uh, we'll all right. find out later. We will. Well, uh, if you know the answer, tweet us. Tweet at us. At rewatch underscore the. That's right. God, you need to get it. Can we not change that? I don't know. Can you change your handle? I know you can change like your name, but I think your at, your handle has to stay. I think you can change your I at. think you I'm can change sure. it. Can I think that. you can change it. Well, no, don't do that. Let's because we've said it for what forty episodes now, so yeah. like it, it's out there. Yeah, we'd have to go back and change every single episode that it was. Mentioned. Do a little v- <laughs> ADR. <laughs> At this point, you know, we're starting. We listen, talk along, all of a sudden, be like, so find us on Twitter at Rewatch Party. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like really bad overdone. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we got a car cruising along. Right, it looks a storm is a brewing. Weather's getting shitty. Uh, and in the car is absolute fucking legend Tim Curry, and what mm-hmm. he says himself one of the one of his favorite roles he's ever had was Clue. Uh, he plays our Butler Wadsworth. Right? Such a great name, yeah. Such what? a great what is a Butler Wad- name? How, what's what? What's a Wadsworth? <laughs> Depends on how much you saved up prior to. Yeah, it's true. It. Yeah, if you're just Zeusing all over the place, probably not very much. <laughs> well, if it's gold though. Well, yeah, but I mean, as much as he's firing off, man, his tank's got to be sitting right at about empty all the time. He's like, got a good reserve. It, it, yeah. Whew, deep well, that Zeus. <laughs> deep well. Um, so, yeah, he gets to, like, goes through the gate, gets up to the house. Uh, the dogs come and bark mm-hmm. at him because he need put into play that there are attack dogs. Right. That comes back later. Um, he has to throw these bones to distract them just so we can get up to the door. Yeah, he's got, like, these... Wads of meat. Yeah, and uh, then he like looks down at his shoes and then looks at one of the dog and does like the. Hmm. Yeah, because he, he's a, he went and adjusted the, their the, length the of freeze chain. frame of every sitcom. Hmm. Like <laughs> disappointed face. Yeah. So uh, we he stepped in. We some got a crap. we got a dog poop joke right away. Mm-hmm. Got it on his <laughs> shoe. So he goes into the man mansion and the screen says New England, nineteen fifty four. So this is a period piece, and um, we get to meet Yvette. The maid is played by Colleen Camp, who was in Wayne's World, Die Hard with a Vengeance, and Sliver, that Sharon Stone, Billy Baldwin. Was it Billy Baldwin, Stephen? One of the Baldwins. It was a Baldwin. There was a Baldwin. And he has all these, like he's a super or something at this condo building. Mm, And he has cameras and everybody. He like spends his whole life at this huge bank of TV screens watching everybody's personal lives. Just being a creep. Just fucking super just creepy. That's like the whole creepy. point is, and he gets her into it. And at first she's like, dude, you fucking pervert. But then it's like, oh, I'm kind of into it. And then they like have creepy voyeur sex and it's a weird movie. It really is. But uh, Colleen Camp's in it anyway. So she got the role for this because there were a lot of bigger names <laughs> auditioning. Um, like Demi Moore was going in, mm-hmm. going for it. And I think, I think Jamie Lee Curtis was one of them. There were a lot of like big names. And so she knew it was for a maid, so she dressed up in the fridge maid outfit and went to the audition with her talent on full display. And uh, Thank God she did, because that talent. Yeah, director Lynn's like, I was impressed by her acting. Like, she definitely is a good actress, but also, like, we know what this role calls for. And uh, It was titties. I believe his, his exact quote was, I mean, come on, it can't be ignored. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> what he said. She she knows her assets. Yes, yes, she does, and her endowments are just out there. In fact, there are so many scenes of Christopher Lloyd just drooling everybody. directly into them. Everybody. Yeah, everybody's at least like, holy shit, your boobs are right there. But there are times where he's just like right at him. It's like Indiana Jones in that little fucking uh, figure he's trying to gauge to replace with the sand. He's like... He's just looking at it all hungrily. Yeah, he's a dog with his nose to the glass. I mean, Christopher Lloyd. I I, I grew up like, man, Christopher Lloyd rules. But now going back and rewatching, like he's a petter ass, fucking running around with teenage boys, (laughs) and now he's ogling teddies. But Doc, we we got a time machine. We've got nothing but no, 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 Marty. (laughs) Marty, it's not about my molestation. It's about have you seen the butterfly effect, Marty? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So anyway. As he walks in, you can see even Yvette is like, smells, smells the dog it. shit. And is even checking her own shoes and like looking around like, what the fuck is that? I mean, is something It's a pretty a good foot? run. And then the way yeah. like she, uh, did we catch that? It's something it's afoot. Something afoot. Ooh. And then like the way Coach she puns. and everybody else looks at him, they're like, oh, it's got to be this fucker. That's yeah. Like, I'm just saying, me. something doesn't smell quite right in this place. Yep. Something stinks. Something stinks. Something's poopy in here. Well, that was just shitty. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let me check in with the cook, Mrs. Ho. Mrs. Ho. Mrs. Ho, played by Kelly Nakahara. She was a ho. Faux show. (laughs) Uh, Kelly was in MASH and the Eddie Murphy Doolittle movie. There have been so many different Doolittle movies, you got to specify which one. I like how you're kind of, when you're getting introduced to all of this, that the floor in like the main hall looks like the squares in the board game. Yeah. The layout of the house is exactly the same as the board game. Mm-hmm. All of that kind of stuff. Cause this was all a set. They built this as a set, except for like the exterior shots yeah. were a house. But other than that, they built the set to be exactly like, and even the secret passages are exactly like the ones. So they like recreated the board. Oh, cool. The game board. Exactly. Yeah. And like the weapons that they, oh, well, you'll see yeah. later on. Um, so when he's talking or checking in with the cook, and she's like sharpening her knife and turns around and has a <laughs> knife like right on him. Um, but on the TV right there, you can see the McCarthy hearings. Remember when oh, everybody really? was being accused of being a communist and the whole thing that, that was yeah, playing yeah. on the TV? Yeah, it's oh. the 50s. Yeah, so it was 54. Yeah. So that's, I was like, that's just, just nice little attention to detail throughout, yeah. you know. Uh, first guest to arrive is Colonel Mustard, played by Martin Mole. Uh, he's from pretty much... Every movie from the 80s and all the TV shows and everything you've ever watched growing up, like you look at a picture and go, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. You don't know um, his name, but you're like, yeah, I so, know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so he comes up and against the dog's growl. Got to work the dogs in again. He starts to say his real name and Curry stops. and was like, no, 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 no. I, you, we we're using aliases here. I'm told that you were going by Colonel Mustard. And uh, he, he, <laughs> he catches <laughs> two, so still, still milking that. Uh, Mrs. White is our next guest. This is Madeline Kahn. She was in Paper Moon, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, I knew her from of, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, a lot of big things. Um, so we got a few guests. Uh, now we got a stalled car, and this woman standing. I was like, oh, my God, my car. Thunder's going. It's like, oh, fuck, it's going to storm any second. She's caught out in it. But another car pulls up. I was like, you need a lift? I'm like, oh, I know that voice. Um, that was so, such a creepy you need a lift. Yeah, it was. It was a little Ted Bundy-like. You need a lift. Marty. Ma- Marty. Marty, you, get in here. Excuse me, sir. Is that someone in your trunk? Ah, don't, don't, don't worry about that. Marty, you shut the fuck up back there. I Marty, mean, this is the 50- you're ruining my game. This is the 50s, so this would be the past that they went back to. 
Yes, that's correct. That's right. It's all ties together. Hey, Doc, any just me. I'm going to get you to this dinner party real quick, and then I've got to get this boy to a dance to make his parents fuck. Yeah, they don't. They don't <laughs> mention. The, they don't mention the city they're in, but I think they I don't. saw somewhere it said Hill Valley. Somewhere. It might. It might. Might very, very well. <laughs> I mean, be. Professor Plum is a doctor. Oh, that's right. He is a doctor. Doc. Doc. Oh my God. Doc. Tell me it wasn't you in the library with a rope. Shut up, Marty. <laughs> Shut up, Marty. No, I was in the conservatory yeah. with the gun. Yeah. Uh, so the woman with the broken down car is Mrs. Scarlet, played by Leslie Ann Warren. She's picked up by Professor Plum with a shockingly young Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. It has hair and everything in this. I didn't recognize well, him at first. Right? Well, it's, it's only a year before he filmed Back same to the year. Same, same year. They're, same they're year. both 85. Oh, 85. Yeah. Exact same year. And it's crazy. Like, great makeup department in Back to the Future then to make them look older. (laughs) Yeah. So they're they're like, she goes, oh, I'm going up to the Hill House because of some letter I got. Oh, so am I. Oh, oh my God. And then they drive off. I got the same letter. (laughs) Oh, holy shit. You think it's an orgy? Let's hope to God. Please be an orgy. (laughs) Let's have a real eyes wide shut situation happening. (laughs) Um, <laughs> so they drive away though and when they drive away they leave her car just sitting with the hood up the headlights lights on. on so the keys are still in the battery's gonna be dead and but the hood up it's gonna fucking thunderstorm you're fucking everything up like it's this, the 50s man it's a different time just crazily irresponsible no that car's built like a brick house it's fine yeah I guess There's that too but still batteries are gonna run out and I'm pretty sure that direct lightning storm into your engine is bad mm, you might have a point Pretty sure. So, Mrs. Peacock has showed up while we're watching the road situation. The people at the road. Mrs. Peacock is Eileen Brennan. You mean her hat arrived to her the movie? Hat, yes, her di- giant hat. Uh, she's out of rehab. She had a pain pill addiction because she was in an accident. And this is her first movie. Her first movie back. Also, due to the accident, like the, she said, she had a really hard time at the end when they're all running around the house redoing stuff because she was like, she's still dealing with. That yeah, pain. Trying to recover. Um, so they all get into the the library and Yvette's handing them all champagne. Of course, everybody looks at her tits because they're, I mean, how they aren't falling out. I don't know. They're spilling over for sure. I was talking to uh, my girlfriend about it. I'm like, you could pull that off. Like they basically are just like hiking them up and uh-huh. then all they have to do is they defy gravity. If you look from the side there, yeah, there's no it's like a downward shelf. anything. There's, it's a shelf. There's a serious <laughs> underwire why, thing going on and then it'll, yeah, it's like jello on the top. Uh, yeah. That's why it does that. It's just sitting just supported and yeah, you wiggle it and you're like, man, I just could sleep in that. It's wiggle like putting it, jello on the dashboard and bit. fucking pulling a T-Rex coming by. Yeah. <laughs> 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 What so is what with men she, and the freaking French maid yeah, I was outfit? Go for I that? don't understand. I this. don't think it's the maid thing. It's just the 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 cut of the dress of the the top and the dress. yeah. It's more the framing of the body than the French maid specifically. Now can, I'm sure that there are be people who like absolutely I'm sure that are. does it. But I think yeah, it's more about the presentation, the silhouette, the the yeah, the stockings what and the short covering. skirt. And, mm, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So, Thanks, boys. That's right. Educational uh, tab. Mr. Green, Michael McKeon. <laughs> yes. Again, from basically everything you've ever seen in your mm-hmm, fucking life. Mm-hmm. Uh, spinal tap, most notably to me. But yeah, he shows up. Um, I love it. He's he, So he's outside and Curry comes out 
uh, Wadsworth, whatever, and goes, sit! And he immediately like, sits down and goes, no, I was talking to the dogs. But Good boy. Funny little, funny little thing there. Uh, Plum and Scarlet finally get there. Um, and <laughs> so they ring the doorbell, and as they're waiting for it to be answered, you see fucking old creepy-ass Christopher Lloyd reach over and fucking give her a little goose. <laughs> just all up under the cheek. Like, Good God, man! Did you notice when they panned the cars that all the cars matched? The cars are all colored like the characters. Yep. Nice. And then they all wear opposite clothing. Like Mrs. White's in black, Mrs. Scarlet's in green. green. Yeah. Things like that. So funny. Um, fucking creeper. Chris Floyd. Yeah. That's where, all right. So now everybody's here. Uh, the, the cook comes out and hits the dinner gong, but she's just so pissed about it. She's like, fucking dinner and walks off. <laughs> Your fucking goddamn yeah. dinner is ready. Uh, he's talking to Tim Curry. He's like, I'm the butler, sir. So what do you do? I buttle. I <laughs> uh, love it. This movie is fucking hilarious. So they all sit down. Is buttle a word? No. Mm-mm. That'd be sweet if it was. You're right. Hey, go go buttle. Yeah, because it, well, it might be because if you rebuttal an argument, you're re. I guess you can rebuttle. I guess so. Buttling, but I'm I don't know that. Get on it right now. I don't know that <laughs> buttling in that sense has anything to do with butler. You know what I mean? But you know, toasters they toast. Right. You know, it's uh, a thing. Butter dry- to work as a butler. No shit. Butter. Wow. Educational tab. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. <laughs> Dinner's ready. No, the guy from Bronson, right? You must be handy in a scrap. Ding, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> Clench fists. All right. So <laughs> they all sit around. Up. They have assigned seating right at the dinner table. The seventh seat at the head is reserved for Mr. Body. Who is the victim of the board game, right? When you mm-hmm. start a game of Clue, you have to figure out who killed Mr. Body. B-O-D-D-Y. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. completely obvious that he's the body, but... <laughs> Fuck you, body. A, well, the one, the one <laughs> of the small body. things that I noticed in this scene that, as, as a woman, I just appreciate because chivalry is great. I, I love that all the guys pulled out the ladies' chairs oh, to yeah. help them settle in. Of course. It was nice. It was well, Christopher Lloyd did it because, you know, he well, wanted to... Yeah. Let me peek down there. Let me just peek down there. Cool, thanks for taking my about. really nice, sweet thing and turning it into hey, shit. Hey, he's one out of fucking four men that were in that room, all right? It's 75% strong still. Uh, That's a passing grade. That's a passing grade. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're not supposed to say who they are, but Mrs. Peacock's having a hard time not talking about herself and all that. And She's Mr. Green nervous. knows who she is, and they all find out that they're not all in D.C. I but work in Washington, they're all too. They're all essentially government-related somehow. Hi. Yeah, you are the that's our token government employee over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Plum, I, there's a fun line where Professor Plum says he works for a branch of UNO, United Nations organization. He works for who? WHO for the who? So he had essentially works for you know who? Yeah, get it? Ha! Funny, funny. Uh, body finally shows up, played by a guy named Lee Ving. Because he's going to be leaving soon. Yeah, that <laughs> those man's real name is Lee Ving. L-E-E. L-E-E yeah. and last name's V-I-N-G. He's the front man for the punk band Fear. So mm-hmm. he's a real musician. And he was picked specifically because of his name. So they can say Mr. Body is leaving. Excellent. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, they're like, we can't pass a name like that up, dude. <laughs> can you act? No? Well, fuck it. You only got a few lines. Can you pretend to be dead? Cool. <laughs> so... They find out they've all got the same kind of letter, basically, 
we know what's going on with you. Be at this place at this time, and, and then all that. So like, no, but they don't know why. Like, what the fuck? And they're all, you of course, they're completely is, innocent. I know oh what yeah, you did. Nobody has any <laughs> skeletons in their closet. But I know what you did twenty minutes ago. I know. I still know what you did last summer. I still know what you did two summers ago. I haven't forgotten what you did three summers ago. I mean, they're just going to keep those movies going, right? You don't know me, but I know where you live. <laughs> I know where. Go King of the Hill. Yeah. Um, oh, and Hank, we're watch. teeing off at three o'clock. I haven't seen a lot of that, but I can. I know where you live, and I've seen where you sleep, and your mothers will cry when they see what I've done to you. The girlfriend from Tommy Boy screaming at the kids. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fuck it. So anyway, they move from dinner. Go, while they're having dinner, like they start with some soup, and there's awkward slurping. Slurping. Didn't he say shark fin soup? Maybe when they brought it out. Isn't that yeah. isn't that illegal? Probably because the on the main course was monkey brains. <laughs> and Mrs. Peacock's like, "Oh, this is my favorite recipe." And Wadsworth goes, "I know." I know. I know. It's like, huh? All right, that, so that's not creepy. That's yeah, that's not weird at all. Uh, so then they end up moving to the study, and Wadsworth tells them, "You all get brandy and be seated." And I didn't even think about it until he's pointed out, like, that's a terrible butler, dude. That's literally your job. <laughs> You're telling, <laughs> hey, go do your own shit. I'm just going to go <laughs> over here. But I think it comes into play later when you find out. He's not. Depending on what, I guess. I, we watched the DVD, so it had all three endings. Did you guys? Yes. It has all three endings? Okay. No, I watched the Prime version. The did Prime it do had all three, three endings, endings in oh, it. Oh, did it? Yeah. The little tile five cars were no, 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 it played like this is what could have happened. It could have been like this. It oh, could have been like that's this. right. Okay, Those yes, are the three different did. endings. Right, because okay, at, the theater, at theaters you would go and depending on whatever theater you were at is what ending you would get. Or like you could go, some movie theaters would list it as ending A, ending B, ending C. So if you saw A, you could so go to another one. So if you've seen A, you could go to another one and see ending B. Yeah, because so, you had like a title card, meanwhile, while it's or yeah. something yeah. like that. Okay. This could have happened or maybe you could have. So yeah, now they but the DVD also like at the title screen, when you click and play movie, then it gives you an option. Do you want do you want an ending at random or do you want to watch the one with all three endings? So you could pick to watch it at random and not know which one you're going to get. Mm-hmm. I didn't take my finger off the page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can go back. I can go back. I can go back. Uh, so anyway, uh, as they're getting Brandy and sitting down, he has this envelope that's labeled to him, not really addressed. It just says, you know, for Wadsworth, open after dinner. Um, and then, uh, body's like wanting to leave. And he's like, you can't, the windows are barred. The doors are locked. He's like, fuck, keeping us like prisoners. And he like goes into the conservatory. He's going to break out the window, but then one of the dogs comes up and you're like, oh yeah, the fucking aggressive dog. Mm-hmm. So we can't, you can't leave. We're all, we're all stuck here to work out whatever the fuck is going on. Um, so there's one thing we all have in common. We're all being blackmailed by somebody. And, uh, like the first thing that comes out is Professor Plum at dinner. He did mention he's not practicing. Any, anyway, I'm a doctor, but I'm not practicing. Well, it turns out when you diddle your patients, they don't like it. They, they don't, don't like. Yeah, it. yeah. You, Fucking you, dude, Christopher Lloyd has he ever played a non-diddler? Even Uncle Fester was Uncle a bit Fester off. Uncle Fester was mm. fucking Christopher. I've like my whole childhood has changed now because I thought he was such an awesome person, and now every character he's ever played, dude, fucking better ass. He's been typecast. God, he's creepy. Even they have that movie Camp Nowhere where he made a fake summer school to get a bunch of small kids around him. You can't I mean, think, come on. Yeah. And that's when I had the idea for the Vox Capacitor. That's right. <laughs> I, had all these, I had all these underage boys in the woods with me. And all of a sudden, I thought if I could go back in time. Yeah. <laughs> I, they can keep. Wait, I can get younger and they can stay the same age. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Good one. T- 
Take that, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> thank you, thank you. What's this? I got a tweet. You got a tweet here from, uh, oh shit, Christopher Lloyd. It says, do not ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he uh, hashtagged us, so. Uh, right, much love from Christopher Lloyd. Hey, man. All press is good press, right? That's right. <laughs> so find out, yeah, he diddled that, lost his uh, license. Peacock is, is paying someone to keep her husband's gandle. He, like, is taking money from someone, or he's like, I guess in the 50s they still cared if you were getting lobbied. <laughs> um, so she's, like, paying someone to keep that out of the papers. Um, Scarlet is a madam. She is a she, she runs a brothel. Plum's suddenly very curious. <laughs> oh, really? What kind of... What, 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 well, what's the address what, of that? What's, 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 what's the name of this company? Do you have a phone number? Yeah. Um, and then it, so Colonel Mustard is one of her clients. Yep. Ooh, so they definitely know each other. Um, Mrs. White is paying the blackmailer after her husband died. Yes. Suddenly, suddenly, mysteriously, he had, he had his head cut off in his, uh, you know... Oh, so, early, so earlier when you trauma, were talking about him laying trauma. on his back. That all the dudes, like, yeah. you see them, like, close yeah, their legs. Yeah, like, ooh. Oh, jeez. There is so much, like, little detail in this movie that, like, the physical acting is great. A lot of the lines, I mean, there's, there is a lot. This is, like, a packed full fucking yeah. hilarious movie. Um, so Green works for the State Department. He, he's like, I'm not going to wait for Wadsworth to call me out. I'm going to just say it now. I work for the State Department, and I'm gay. And if they knew, they would fire because it's the 50s. You can't be gay, so I would lose my job. So that's my secret. And I really wanted to, uh, Tim Curry to be like, no, actually, it says that you did something yeah. else. So, like, he confessed that for absolutely no yeah. reason. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. He's like, nobody else is outing me. I'm outing myself. Yeah. God damn it. Like mm-hmm. the fucking drummer in Almost Famous when they thought the yeah. plane was going to go down and he screams, fuck it, I'm gay. And yeah. then ev- everything calms down and they're safe. After. Yeah. <laughs> like, Shit. Damn. <laughs> um, so what about Mr. Body? Well, he's the blackmailer, and he's just sitting there smirking like an asshole. And they're grabbing like him. Like an asshole. They, they grab him, and then Mrs. White knees him in the dick, dude. Now we got real nut trauma. This lady and dicks. Yep. Fuck. Um, real so, quick, side note. This had the same exact budget as last week's movie. $15 million. Really? Mm-hmm. And not a single bit of stop-motion animation. <laughs> no. They did have to build an entire mansion set, though, so that was probably a big part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and... And the he, names. It, There's a lot of names. Big names in this. Yeah. Well, if these numbers are correct, it still hasn't made money. No. <laughs> well, because uh, fourteen point six million dollars uh, worldwide. Yeah. They said it now, yeah after thirty it, years, it's still. <laughs> if that if that number as of is as of right now, then yes. God damn. Yeah, they said opening, it was a huge disappointment. Opening weekend was two million. Yeah, nobody cared. Like John Landis was the one who came up with the idea of multiple endings, and each theater would get like you didn't know what ending it was because then in his mind, that's going to make people want to go see it multiple More. times, and everybody's like, "No, how'd that work out for you?" <laughs> yeah, it worked out pretty bad, but it has uh, achieved cult set. I mean, Big Lebowski was a commercial disappointment too, so that was considered yeah. a flop. And look what that is now; it's got yeah. its own religion. Yeah, there you go. And then uh, just to touch base, last week's movie uh, total worldwide grossed forty one million dollars. Hey, <laughs> so look at that. So something there. People think love about the stop that, motion. you all haters. Hey, it sucked. <laughs> Apparently not. <sighs> so uh, Mr. Body gets his suitcase and hands each of them a box. Yep. Mm-hmm. They each get a gift, right? Mm-hmm. As they open it, and of course, it's all the weapons from the game. The candlestick, the wrench, the pipe, the rope, the gun, the knife. I thought there was a hammer in the game. No. I don't, I'm, I don't remember a hammer. They've redone it so many times they might have, because there's like, 
It was well, old they, school they Clue, and now there's like Clue Detective Company, and there's yeah. like different forms of Clue. So I'm sure they got different. It's like Monopoly; they, they got poison. different game pieces now. They used to have poison in the original game, poison and they don't have it anymore. But did you guys notice that the the weapons, as they were pulling them out, are exact replicas to the game pieces? Okay, that's good. I haven't yeah, played yeah. So they made him that look, long, but they made yeah. him look as close to the yeah. pictures yeah. as possible, except the gun. I think. Well, yeah, I uh, yeah. The gun was looked like a real gun instead of I don't even remember the set piece, but like I don't know that it was a revolver necessarily. I, I don't specifically. know if it was either, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, just another attention to detail. This guy was really adamant about making a Clue movie. I mean, he did better than fucking Super Mario Brothers, where <laughs> Jesus Christ, that, <laughs> that fucking movie, movie got so, so far off the mark of those video games. Um, so, all right, he's like, I've been blackmailing you, but here's the deal. Uh, if you kill Wadsworth for me, I'm going to let you all go free. No more blackmail. None of this will hit the papers. Everything's fine. And he turns off the light, and you hear like a thud, a gunshot, and a scream. And then when the lights turn back on, Mr. Body's on the ground. And it's like, well, who shot him? And they're like, well, nobody. He's not shot. So what the fuck happened? And Plum profe- professes him dead. Profess him dead? Uh, declared? Declares him dead. Sure, that's, a, that's, that's, that's the word. And so they are t- arguing about what the fuck happened. They're like, no, look, the bullet hole's here in the wall. Like, the bullet didn't hit him. And as they're doing that, they hear a scream from another room. So then they run into the billiards room, and there's a vet. She's screaming. screaming and she's like, because he had said the whole thing's being recorded, uh, Tim Curry said, and it does cut and you see her like next to a tape recorder. And so she says she was just listening and when she heard the gunshot and she's like, oh shit, somebody's murdering and that's what she screamed for. You know, because she's like, there's a murderer here and they're like, where? And they're looking behind doors. What murderers? Like, I don't know, one of you. Mm -hmm. There's a murderer here. That's what I said. Um, So now it turns out that Curry was actually Body's butler worked for him and he's being blackmailed also by body because his wife had friends who were socialists (laughs) and uh he wrote the letters to everyone at body's decree whatever to set this whole thing in motion but he's being blackmailed just like them he's just like just like one of you guys you know um but my plan was i want to get everybody here face to face and we can expose him and turn him in so i've got the cops they should be here in 45 minutes like, that was my whole plan, but now he's murdered, and holy fuck, this is all going off the rails. Mm-hmm. So, he also mentions that um, Body did this because everything that they're doing is, like, un-American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> a recurring theme, yeah. It's like, yeah, this un-American, you, and then he, but they're, but they're like, blackmailing us. What's so, bla- what's so American back then? It's like, well, dude, selling secrets for money? What what could well, be more American? <laughs> yeah, it's more American than that. And they're like, well, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, pretty uh, much. That's point. a good point. <laughs> um, so now they're like, well, the only other person here is the cook, <gasps> the cook, mm, and they yeah. run to the kitchen and she's gone. What the fuck? Oh wait, she's not gone. Her body falls out of the freezer. It has a knife in her back. He's holding her, catching somebody. Nobody, oh, because <laughs> she's a she's a big woman. Um, so now they're like, well. <laughs> Let's take her back to the study. And they're like, why? why? Well, I'm a butler. I like the kitchen to stay clean. Mm, uh, <laughs> like, okay. I guess good enough for me. And so they'll pick her up and carry her into the study for whatever fucking reason. And body is gone. Body's <gasps> body. It's like, there's no body. What do you mean? Nobody? No, nobody. Huh? <laughs> uh, I guess he wasn't dead after all. And so the envelope 
that was uh, that we'd seen that he was supposed to open up to and had the proof on everyone, like pictures mm-hmm. or whatever. So they're fighting and uh, arguing about blackmail and the proof and as you they were do most of this movie and we hear mrs peacock scream she went out into the hall to use the bathroom right and they hear her scream so then they all run out there and when she had opened the bathroom door body's body fell out <laughs> and now he's bleeding from a head wound and he's definitely dead uh he's been killed twice now um so then like tim curry goes <laughs> we're trying to find out who killed him where and with what because the plot of the game mm-hmm. where to go screenwriting so they just throw the bodies on the sofa, which is fucking <laughs> hilarious. It's like, throw them on there. And at one point, Christopher Floyd's like wedged in between these two dead bodies and he has his arm, arm. resting on her ass. Just- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then Tim Curry's like, all right, we're going to hide all the weapons in the cupboard. Lock and it lock up. It. And like, well, but then you have the key. He goes, yeah, if I have the key, I know I'm safe. But if you have the key, none of us are safe. But what if he's the murderer? And he's like, okay, so now we'll just throw it outside. So they go and they open the front door to throw it and there's a man standing there. He's like, oh, my car broke down. Can I use your phone? (laughs) And he's like, he puts the key in his pocket real quick and they take him over to the lounge. Obviously can't take him into the study because there's dead bodies in there. So they put him in this lounge so you can make your call. Just do me a favor, please. When you're done with your call, uh, have the decency to just wait here. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. So then he does run to the door, fucking chucks the key out, and you see it, like, bounce into the garden. Yeah. After he locks the guy in the room, even Mm. though the guy said he'd stay in the room. Yeah, just to make sure. Yeah. Uh, So, I like when they're coming back from the front door, uh, Colonel Mustard peeks into the study. He's like, what are you doing? I'm just making sure everything's okay. Is it fine? Yeah, two dead bodies. Everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so now, they're, they're all right? yep, two corpses, everything's fine. There it is, yeah, two corpses, everything's fine. Um, so now, like, we're gonna split up into pairs and search the whole house. Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna cut matchsticks, right? Mm-hmm. The shortest work together, next shortest go together, on and on. You like know, that. Doc was all like, "Fuck, I hope I get the big two. Oh one. yeah, he was. He was even like, and I like how every time they draw, they go and hold them, and they're like easily two inch <laughs> separations in length. But how there's any confusion, they're all like holding them up next to each other. It's like <laughs> you can't tell. Um, <laughs> So they, the shortest pair start in the basement, second pair, main floor, and on and on up from there. I like it. It's logical. Very logical. Laid out. So Plum and Peacock go to the cellar. Mustard and Scarlet do the main floor. Tim Curry and Mrs. White are upstairs. Yvette and Mr. Green are in the in attic. attic. And everybody's scared and, like, distrusting because they don't know who the murderer is. They're all assuming they're paired up with the murderer, right? Uh, like, the attic is dark and scary, and they can't decide who's going to go first. The basement's dark and scary, and those two can't decide who's going to go first. Um, Scarlet, Mrs. Scarlet's, like, in the parlor, and she thinks someone's hiding behind the curtains. So she sneaks up and pulls the curtain back. It's just a broken window. Like that? Mm. How'd that happen? That's, uh, and then mm. we just see this hand, this glove hand. This mysterious hand throws all the evidence into the fire. Ooh. Unlocks the weapons cupboard somehow. Now the guy's on the phone, right? And as he's on the phone, we see the fireplace turn. We got a hidden passage here. And he's saying, I'm really nervous. These people are having some kind of party. And one of them is my my old boss from... And then he gets beat over the head and killed. So uh, that's... Like, oh, shit. That's interesting. Uh, Mustard then finds a secret door, mm-hmm. whatever room he was in, and follows it. And it goes to the lounge where the body is. So he, he comes across the body of this mysterious man. Uh, Mrs. Scarlet screams. And of course, everybody comes running. It's like the theme of the movie. Yeah. Screaming from the other room. Yep. Um, 
and they they can't. They're out in the hall trying to get into the lounge, and the people in the lounge can't get out. Yeah, because the, the door lounge. the door's <laughs> locked, and they're like, "Let us in and let us in, let, let us, us out, out, let us out." Yeah. The Just chaotic. The door's locked. I know. Then unlock it. Where's the key? The key's gone. Never mind about the key. Unlock the door. Unlock the door. Let us in. Let us in. Let us out. Let us out. It's fucking great. Um, so if that's like, oh, I know what we can do. I can shoot out the lock, and she runs into the study and grabs the lock or the gun from the open cupboard. And then comes out and trips over Tim Curry, who was on the floor for some reason. Yeah, he tried to knock the door down himself. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He tried to run into the door and fell over. So she trips over him. The gun goes off and hits the chandelier, and it starts unraveling. The, the, the cord. The support cord. Yeah. But then she comes back and fires twice at the door and unlocks it. But one of the bullets goes through and clips mustard. <laughs> it's like, yep, I've been shot. <laughs> um so then they get the door open and the chandelier falls. And they're like, wait a minute. How'd you get the gun? Well, I got it from the cupboard. But oh, it was locked. No, it was unlocked. It was unlocked. What? So they all, of course, then sprint into the fuck. There's just so much group chaos running. Uh, yeah. And so they all run into the study and they're like, how did you know it was going to be unlocked then? She goes, actually, I didn't. I was going to break in. Yeah. But then I didn't have to. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What do you mean? Likely story. Yeah, right? So then as they're arguing again, the doorbell rings and this time it's a cop. It's like, I noticed a broken down car at the gate to this place. Did anybody come here asking to use the phone? Nope, 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 nope. Yes. yes. Fucking Mr. Green. <laughs> Seemed to be a bit of confusion here. No, no, nope, no, 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 no. Yes. God damn it. Um, but as he, so he walks in because he wants to use their phone. Yeah. And as he walks by, he looks at a vet and goes, don't I know you? He recognizes her somehow. Mm-hmm. But they put him in the library to use the phone and lock the door, right? And he... As he's going to reach the phone to make his call, it rings and he answers it. It's like, hello? Well, who may I say is calling? Okay, just a minute. And so he gets then he the- comes out of the room where they like unlock yeah, it and let him like- out. And he's like, why the fuck is J. Edgar Hoover calling you? <laughs> yeah. Why did you lock me in here? And why is J. Yeah, Edgar go- Hoover yeah. calling you? So Tim Curry goes in to deal with that. Now the cops start searching the house. And they're obviously trying to lead him away from the lounge with the dead stranger and the study with the two dead bodies. You can show bodies. him the house. Show him the dining room, the library, yeah, the dining room, the ballroom, and the kitchen. And he's like, no, 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 no. I want to know what's going on in these two rooms. What two rooms? These two rooms. <laughs> Those two rooms? These two rooms. But the, So he goes into the study first, and we've got uh, Mrs. White. White laying with body, like kissing on him on the couch. And then Plum has the cook. Up against the window and Peacock standing behind it with her arms, arms around, so it looks like they're making out. Yeah. And they have a record on... Uh, life's a dream. Yeah, life is a dream. Life shaboom, shaboom. Shut up, I don't No? No. No, uh, Now Tom Cochran. <laughs> um, so then he's like, oh, it's just people having a good time. Nothing wrong here. And then he goes into the lounge, and now... Was it Mustard and Scarlet are making out on the couch and they dressed up this dead stranger, put a hat over the head oh, wound yeah. and a bottle Making in his hand. Birdies. Yes. And, we had a, and he's like, this guy's drunk. Dead drunk. Dead right. Dead right. That's bad. Yeah. So they're like, he's not going to drive. No, 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 no. We'll get him a car. A long black car. 
<laughs> I mean limousines. These okay. folks are just having a good time. That's so, fine. It's yeah, a free country. Back out, I didn't Tim, know it was that free. Yeah, Tim Curry is like, okay, well, let me try to explain. He's like, there's nothing to explain. Nothing illegal. This is America. It's free. Uh, I didn't know it was that free. Oh, okay. <laughs> so can I use your phone now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he's just like, hey, a bunch of people want to go to this fucking mansion up on top of the hill and have crazy sex parties. Uh, have Who, a good time. I've Whatever. Seen, I, I've seen eyes wide shut, baby. <laughs> Nobody's wearing masks. That's kind of, you're doing it wrong. You're not supposed to know who you're fucking, but you're white. You're going to get it wrong. That's all right. Well, in the times we're living now, <laughs> masks are a regular thing. You can That's right. Do it at a moment's at, notice. Hell yeah. So he goes in and he finally uses the phone, right? <laughs> um, Fidelio. Fidelio? Is the password to get into the house. And oh. I did I'm, not I'm kind of that. a really big fan of that and Kubrick. So, yeah. Yeah, that, I like Kubrick, but that one just, I was like, I don't know about this one. It's a lot of Tom Cruise walking around to sparse piano music. Yeah, but it's Tom Cruise. He also, I mean, he was walking in this movie. And not Other running, movies, finally. He's running. And we do. But I, I think they just played it in slow mo. Yeah, right, right. He doesn't know how to not run, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, you did get to see Nicole Kidman <laughs> smoking pot naked, so that's. That's something. I mean, worth it at least. That, that's worth price of admission alone. And then a lot of titties <laughs> at the group side. Oh, yeah, I mean, well. It's an orgy. If you're doing an orgy right, you got to have the buffet and titties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The buffet and titties. Yeah, you got to be careful <laughs> with the food, though. You don't want anything. No that's gonna, shrimp. Yeah, nothing that's going to no cause seafood. a lot of gas and nothing that's going to make your fingers greasy. You got to be real careful with the food at the buffet of an orgy. You got to manage the crumbs. How long I'm, have you guys been thinking you, about you this? Wanna, and I what? mean, do you want a room full of naked, sexing people just farting all <laughs> over the place? No. I do not. I mean, somebody's into it. That's a, somebody's kink for sure. For Don't sure. you kink shame me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now the mysterious hand is back, right? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, was, I went a little too far ahead. So they lock him back in the library. He's using the phone. Scarlet finds another passage that goes from the study into the freezer, back of the freezer. Uh, and she's like, okay, so that could be how someone got to the cook because she fell out of the freezer. That means they had opened the, came from behind. Yeah, got it. All right. Um. We see the mysterious hand again. It turns off the power to the whole house. Uh, everyone freaks out. Yvette comes sneaking downstairs because she was exploring the second floor, right? Mm-hmm. Or searching. She comes sneaking downstairs. She's talking to someone. And you hear the voice. They're like, did anybody recognize you? I don't think so. And then the noose gets thrown around her neck. Harry Hamlin fucking Pegasus style. Yeah. With, with this masterful net throwing. And she goes, it's you. And then is immediately strangled. Yes, so. With the noose. We're not allowed to know, but. She knew who it was. I guess at this point she knows everybody in the house. So mm-hmm. now cops on the phone and he's saying, no, I'm not on duty. So he's, he's an off duty cop. He's here for some reason. Right. Uh, but he's like, something strange is going on here. And then he gets killed. And then the doorbell rings again. Now at the door, we got a singing telegram. Who's like, Oh, I'm missing a telegram. Blam shot right in there. This is Jane Weedlin. Uh, she would play Joan of Arc in the Bill and Ted movies, but she's also the guitarist for the Go-Go's. So there's that. Wadsworth turns the power back on. They're all gathering in the main hall. All right. So now Yvette's dead on the pool table. Cops in the library. But neither is shot. I heard a gunshot. Yeah, so did I. But I heard the door slam, the front door. And they run and open and like, oh, shit, three bodies now. What is happening here? And Wadsworth's like, nope, I've got it all figured out. And I even know who did it. 
Mm-hmm. No, like, oh, okay, do tell. So then he leads them through the entire thing. Like, you showed up first, and we went into there. And then you showed up second. And we, and he, like, they had run back and forth room to room. Uh, again, more chaotic running. is lead them through the mo- events of the movie that we just saw. Uh, now we start with ending A. Body faked being dead. Because he was he was exposed and he thought if he faked mm-hmm. being dead that he could escape, right? Mm-hmm. And when they when they heard Yvette screaming and they all went to check on her, that's when he got up. But one of us wasn't there when we went to check on Yvette. And whoever that is killed the cook and used the secret passage to get back into the study, followed Mr. Body when he got up from faking to be dead and killed him and hid his body in the bathroom. But why would they kill the cook and, and Yvette then? Well, because they worked for Mr. Body, lightning crash. <gasps> Uh, they were his informants. They helped him get all his info. They worked with him. Um, and so I'd love the acting out of this as we talk, like when he goes, Mr. Body fell to the floor and he throws Mr. Green down. Then he got back up and he <laughs> him back up off the floor. And then he sat over here and throws him on the couch. Like, and he starts to the, he gets to the point where he runs away from him. Yeah, he starts running away from him. And then he's like, to make a long story short, too late. <laughs> uh, just a lot of really good physical comedy in this. He goes, also, I invited the motorist. <gasps> turns out the motorist was Colonel Mustard's driver. Ooh. He uh, he knew that I was a war profiteer, so I had a yikes. So obviously he's involved in all this. That's so the driver had the dirt on Mustard, and that's who gave Mister Body the intel about that, right? So the cop was there because he was on Scarlet's payroll, and so she bribed him to come. Actually, he was there because of her. The telegram girl. Professor Plum's patient that he diddled and lost his license for. <laughs> um, so now they're, as they're going out. It's funny, he says, I had an affair with her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh now it's consensual. <laughs> right, buddy. Um, so now they keep going through the evening's events. The doorbell rings again, and it's a guy, like, it's a, what, a, is it the witnesses that come door to door to talk about her? Do- yeah. Um, so they just shut the door on him. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off, dude. Uh, so K- Tim Curry's like, it was Yvette who killed everyone up until. She died. Well, who killed her? It was Scarlet. You <gasps> shut off the electricity, then you killed a vet and the to- cop and the telegram girl. And I would have gotten away with that too. Right, right, That's for your meddling kids. Uh, so the gun is missing. Whoever has the gun is the murderer. Yeah. Men turn out your pockets, women empty your purses. And then, yep, sure enough, Miss Scarlet has the gun. She's like, yeah, that's right. I fucking did it. And yeah, that's right. I fucking did it. And I, I love he got away with it. Too. Yeah, I love that he goes, you're a communist. She goes, no, communism is just a red herring. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because she misses Scarlet. At least herring. they believe in something. So, at least it's an ethos. <laughs> um, so then she's going to shoot Wadsworth and they have this whole argument. The gun's out of bullets. She's like, no, it's not. Yes. Just- There's one in the study, uh, two at the chandelier. Two at the door, and then one at the cop, or uh, one at the telegram girl. She should have known by the weight. And yeah, and she's like, <laughs> no, it was one in the study, one at the chandelier, two at the door, one at the telegram girls. And she's like, okay, well, in that case, it would have been one, one, two, one. No, one plus one, one plus two. One. God damn it, stop distracting me. One plus um, one plus one plus two. Yeah, one plus one plus two plus one. No, one plus two plus one plus one. <laughs> um, so she's about to shoot him when the doorbell rings again, and it's the cops. They all come in, and the, the Jehovah's Witness was actually the police chief. And he arrests Scarlett, and everybody's happily ever after. And uh, what uh, Wadsworth was undercover. Oh, yes, he was working with the cops. So then ending B, it was like, or this could have happened. <laughs> I love that card. So, or. Yeah, yeah. then it, then it comes in, uh, you know, as he's laying it all out and goes, it was Mrs. Peacock. She said at dinner that that was one of her favorite recipes ever. And while monkey brains might be 
well known in Cambodia. Cambodia. It's not very well known in Washington D.C. now, is it? Um, the cook used to be her cook. That's how you knew that recipe. Uh, so it had nothing to do with my nuclear war project and all this. He's like, no, communism is just a red herring. Mm-hmm. Um, so now Mrs. Peacock ended up with a gun and she's threatened to shoot Wadsworth. And he's like, no, here's, we'll just throw all the bodies in the cellar, lock it, and we'll all leave one by one and pretend nothing ever happened. And she's like, oh, cool. I like this plan. I'm going to go first then, everybody. So they all sing mm-hmm. for she's a jolly good fellow <laughs> as she leaves, which is kind of weird. <laughs> And she she goes out the door and, and Curry's like, yeah, so that call from J. Edgar Hoover was for me because I actually work for the FBI. Yeah. And don't worry. Like, she's not getting away. She's going to get caught. And they're like, would the FBI actually clean up a multiple multiple murder? And he's like, yeah, it's run by a guy named Hoover. So as she's leaving again, the Jehovah's She gets caught like she was on an episode of How to Catch a Predator. She's like, yeah. you can go. <laughs> You can, yeah. They're like, you can go, and they go outside. Like, oh, really? Okay, I'm out of here. And then as soon as they get out, they're like, "Put up your fucking better ass!" Swarmed by the guns, and they, yep, cops come out, arrest her. I'm Chris Hens. Let's have a seat right here. Let's have a seat right over here. All right. So then, ending C, the last option. And so now they say that Professor Plum killed Body, or thought he did. You know. And then when. They hear a vet screaming. They run out, and Professor Plum goes and stat. What? No, Peacock still kills the cook, but then Body gets up and is leaving. And Professor Plum's like, "Oh fuck, I didn't kill him." So then he does actually kill him there. When they're all splitting up, searching around, Colonel Mustard snuck off and killed the motorist through the secret passage because he knew about the war profiteering, right? Yep. So now they're searching the second time. uh, Scarlet killed the cop that she had been bribing. Uh, who I don't know who to say killed. I thought she killed Yvette. She killed Yvette and the cop. No, she only killed one. Because she's been bribing the cop, so they said that she killed the cop, or definitely Maybe killed. Maybe she. Him. But who who killed the telegram girl then? And Curry admits that he shot her and pulls the gun. And now Tim Curry has the gun. Fucking Wadsworth, and he reveals that he's actually Mister Body, and who they thought was Mister Body was actually his butler. <gasps> <gasps> Which I think is why he was such a terrible butler. Yeah, makes sense. Because he's not actually one. So everybody killed he's somebody. He never buttled before. He never buttled. He never buttled. So at this point, everybody killed somebody. Yes. In this ending. Pretty much. So the, every, they're all a murderer. Except for Mr. Everybody Green. Mr. Green did not kill anybody. Kill or Mrs. White. Mrs. White didn't kill anybody. Unless she killed Yvette because she was jealous of Yvette because Yvette was fucking her husband. Yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Okay. So that's still, right. Mrs. That's right. Yeah. Mrs. Sorry. White killed Yvette. Scarlet killed the cop. Yep. Yeah. So okay. everybody killed everyone except Mr. Green. He did not. Uh, um, yeah. Well, Mr. Green's accused of killing the the telegram girl. He was, but then Wadsworth confessed mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. yeah. So again, his idea is to let's stack the bodies in the cellar, lock it up, leave quietly. And he's like, so you'll just continue blackmailing us? Well, of course. Why not? I'll tell you why not. Blammo! Mr. Green pulls a gun out of nowhere and fucking shoots him. He's like, damn, that was a good shot. Like, shoots the gun out of his hand. That was a good shot. And then he, like, weaves and falls down and turns out the bullet hit him, too. Like, I'm slain. Very good shot. Wow. <laughs> Um, <laughs> At least he appreciates yeah, a, a, a good shot. He appreciates you the know? marksmanship of this. Yeah. Thanks um, for killing me. So then it turns out that Green is a plant, and he was working for the FBI. And it tur- That call from J. Edgar Hoover was for me. Yeah, I actually work for the FBI. So then the cops rush in, and Green's like, all right, chief, you can take them all away. I'm going home to sleep with my wife. 
End of movie. <laughs> shake, rattle, and roll starts playing. So he wasn't even gay. Even that was a front. So yeah, we get the song Shake, Rattle, and Roll. And I like it's the cards. Like the card mm-hmm. from the gameplay mm-hmm. that flip over and show you the actors yeah. of the movie. It's a cool way to do the ending credits. And there we go. And this was stuck in my head the whole drive down here. And now it will continue to be. Uh, that's it. That's the end of our movie here. Uh, let's go around again. The uh, old proverbial horn. The proverbial horn. Start with our guest, as is tradition. I love this movie a lot. Um, the game, too. I, I'm actually, I, I'd like to think I'm pretty good at the game. Uh, I'll rewatch this all the time, whenever it comes on. Uh, yep. 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 It's a good one. Extreme rewatch. All yep. right. Uh, okay, so I've never watched this movie. No? Uh, no, I've never watched it. Oh. And so when I first watched it with the fresh eyes... Uh, especially it was this morning because I fell asleep 20 minutes into it yesterday. <laughs> uh, it's only because I was tired yesterday. But um, I figured when there were six deaths, I was like, okay, he's probably going to say everybody had a hand in it. So that was my thought that was going to be the ending. And then I was like wrong twice. And then the third, I didn't even know there was going to be so many endings. So I was like, okay, at least I got one of them right. In one of the multiple endings, depending yeah. on which theater you picked, you would have been right. Everybody's a winner. <laughs> uh, and I thought it was, it was a pretty good movie. It was fun to watch. I didn't hate it. And I'd probably watch it again. So it's a rewatch. All right. Yeah. I, I also never seen this before. Damn. I definitely knew Whoa. about the video game before I knew about the, or not the video game, sorry, the, uh, <laughs> the, the game, board game. Yeah. the board game, uh, before the movie, even though, like, obviously the movie is 84, like, mm-hmm. I was just exposed to the game, and then I heard, you know, about that, so I knew it was around, just never watched it, being sit down, forced to watch it, yeah, I, 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 forced to watch yeah, I'd, I'd entertain watching it again. It was right. it was fun. It was a good watch. Hell yeah! Look at this. Look yeah. at this go. Yeah. Um. I I did play the game a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. I have not played it. I think since I was a little kid. So I don't know how I would even be at it. But I remember playing the shit out of it growing up. I probably and only played Clue a, a handful of times really? growing up. It wasn't the go to. Yeah. I think with Clue, the the best thing you can do is kind of pay attention to what other people are asking other people. Oh, yeah. for to sure. help you, figure it out. You got to watch out. We had one cousin that would come visit, like, as we were growing up, and I don't know why, just she was always like, we're playing Clue. I was like, okay. Libby's here. I guess we're playing Clue again. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so there was a lot of it. And, uh, yeah, dude, I, I had not watched this movie for a very long time. I had seen it before, and I was like, oh, man, that's, that's pretty funny. And then I, like, noticed it was on Prime streaming. So mm. I've actually just... Got nothing to do for a bit, and I'll just throw it on for the hell of it. Like, I have rewatched this repeatedly, even without it being for the show. So, definitely strong, strong rewatchability on this one for me. All right. It's, it's a good song. I like your hair's even kind of done up in like a 50s pompadour kind of look there, Liz. Natural. You just need like the, the ducktail swoop thing going, but. <laughs> Um, that was in my head yesterday. <laughs> all right. Ducktail. Uh, oh, God. Did you see that interview with Larry King and Danny Pudi, Abed? Yeah. Larry King's like, what's uh, what's some luxury that you can't live without? And he goes, oh, I don't know, like socks. Socks? What about like an airplane? How about an airplane? And Danny Pudi goes, Larry, I'm on ducktails. <laughs> I can't afford a plane, dude. <laughs> you are so out of touch. Just the way he says it is fucking hilarious. Uh, so that does it for us this week. Ooh. If you liked what you heard, tell us. If you didn't, or no, if you well, damn it, I've already fucked. If you like what you heard, tell your friends. If you didn't, tell us. Yeah, that's it. That's edit. Find us on Twitter at rewatch underscore the. 
You can email us at the rewatchparty at gmail.com. Join us next week as we aggressively take out street scum with Sylvester Stallone and Cobra. Until then, I'm Nick with Los Brandon and Elise, and thanks for rewatching. Society is breeding a new kind of criminal. It's also breeding a new kind of cop. Meet Cobra. He does the job nobody wants. Necessary deadly force. I used everything I had. Do you know you have an attitude problem? Yeah, but it's just a little one. You think you would recognize me if you saw him again? The tall one? Yeah. The one that wants to kill you. Do what you have to do to get a lead on this maniac. And if I find him, do what you do best. Stallone is Cobra, the strong arm of the law.